Welcome to the Keos Podcast, a series dedicated to bringing you the best claims and legal insight. Hi, I'm Ruth Needham and welcome to our latest podcast. Today I'm joined with my colleague Sarah Mote to talk all things fraud rings, organised fraud, serious crime, all the various versions that people call them. In the next uh, 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long it takes, we're going to have a look at what's happened in the last 12 months. What have we seen in this area and what do we forecast that we think may come down the line in the next 12, 24 months in an ever-changing environment? Who knows, but we'll at least have a chat about what we think that is. So, Sarah, the last 12 months, what have we seen? What has been on the rise in fraud rings? Um. Fraud rings have been changing for a long time now um, in terms of organised fraud, but the last 12 months, particularly post-COVID and homeworking increase in um, using technology, accessing the internet, we've seen a huge rise in data theft, um, organised fraud coming on the back of data theft. So it ranges from anything like a completely contrived claim coming through um, all the way trickling through to the hot topic of Google ad spoofing. Um, <laughs> we've definitely seen a huge shift. So we, we've um, moved away, I'd say, from just fraudulent accidents themselves to now this fraudulent claim environment on top of that. In terms of the data theft, um, the rise in contrived claims has been really striking. We've yet to see how that plays through on the OIC or whether it was even, you know, something that was born out of the the OIC, given we had so many months hearing about the reforms before they actually came through. Um, But I actually suspect that a lot of it has come from homeworking and people being at home during this time, being able to access the computers, access an awful amount of data, None of us yeah. use cash anymore. We don't, you yeah. know, we don't go anywhere. We don't provide our details on anything. We do it all online. So that's been the sharpest rise. And the other big move that we've seen is the increase in bikes, motorbikes, um, yeah. motorbike collisions, and a lot of businesses seeming to move or start up in that space. Um, it's definitely been a huge rise over the last, I'd say, probably eighteen months. To be honest. Yeah, so I yeah, I mean, I, I agree, obviously, with all of that. And apologies if you can hear sounds in between. I'm having a cup of tea. It's cold today. <laughs> um, so we, we um, I agree with all of that. I think the, the interesting part, I suppose, is has the old, what we classed as fraud rings historically, has, do we think that's disappeared? Do we think the OIC has suddenly meant that people won't be staging accidents, there won't be induced accidents, there won't be the... And, you know, with fraud rings, we always think it's organised and that there's somebody who's actually planning for this to happen. Do we think all of that has gone? No. Um, no, <laughs> I didn't think so. I have to ask. <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's expanded. I just think it's expanded beyond that um, with other opportunities. So, you've, you know, you've always had that traditional fraud in that space and it will always continue to be there. If you're, you, all you're doing is moving the goalposts, people will then just adapt so that they can still hit it. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it has expanded. And now that we've got this kind of I'm reluctant to say economic crisis, but this, it this is. point We're where... into a recession yeah, of sorts, aren't we? With people that are becoming, you know, increasingly desperate, yeah. they 
the people that are open to become victims of this kind of fraud it has just expanded so I think that the traditional fraud is of course still there why would it not be there's absolutely nothing within those reforms that prevents people from from doing the organized staged accidents and making money from it um but I do think that that pool of of people that can just manipulate and take opportunistic um you know fraud types on a grander scale has just expanded you've you've got people that are willing to sell their data it might not necessarily have been a data theft they might have sold it you've got people that at one point could afford brand new cars and they had the gap insurance and now they're just sat on yeah. their driveway their paying cars for two anything cars like, and paying for two cars yep. yeah if your car's anything like mine you've got a dpf in it then <laughs> it will be moving it'll be costing you a fortune as well um, you never knew you'd be an expert in dpf did you i did not know <laughs> um, wasn't up there on my to-do list but you you've got people that need to get rid of these things they need to reduce their outgoings yeah they don't necessarily they're not going to get the same money for that car um yeah. you know secondhand cars just value's gone up but for a brand new expensive car not necessarily there's not necessarily that market there for that top level yeah. whereas if you can get rid of it and get your payouts through your other insurers um then problem solved and there's people that are there that are willing to do that take the opportunity and um do that for you for you know you might see it as a small fee to them to do it on mass there you go i've got a, a great big income coming through so with the fall in numbers in the OIC, so everybody's saying obviously the claim numbers actually going through that portal have has dropped. <clears throat> and we can see from the um, numbers that have come out from the MOJ, the fallout rate for fraud was at 17%. Are we then of the view that the portal has done its job, if you can say that, and got rid of all things fraud and now it's, you know, it's a dying art? Or And do we think the fraudsters have suddenly said, well, all our claims are only going to be three months and we're only going to get £450, so therefore it's not worth doing. Is that where it's got to? No, um, I wouldn't say so at all. I'd say that it's just it's just moved and evolved. You've got loads of different offshoots coming from it. So, yes, the, um, the portal puts a cap on your whiplash injury. Is there still enough money to be made in that space to warrant the fraud? Not necessarily the cap on other elements of damage that you can claim isn't there. The the only tariff that's been implemented and the only impact is the reduction of the da- you know general damages and the costs that come on the back of it. Yeah. You, and you even know. then the additional injuries isn't anywhere near resolved, is it? So Well no, and and it won't be for, you know, for a period of time yet as well. So no, I don't think it's disappeared at all. But also that data within the OIC, it's not, it, you know, it's not, we've got this rise in bike claims that's not being captured within that data. Yes, outside of it, yeah. Um, and that is quite a difficult, you know, I haven't seen any data to that's tracking incoming letters of claim mm. um, in comparison to those coming through the OIC, in comparison to those coming through the MOJ. Yeah. So you've got your offshoots coming over that way. Also, the OIC is, you know, it's a it's a data field, isn't it? Do, yeah. Really, if we've got stolen data, do, are we are we paying money that we wouldn't have previously paid? Is the person actually sat behind that claim, the person that's name is on the form, yeah, um, with your contrived claims? So yes, those that number of claim has fallen into the OIC, um, but again, you you've still got fraudulent claims within there. 
Yeah. Um, you've got your ones rattling on out the outside. You've got your damages only, uh, special damages only, I should say, that are, are winging around it as well. Yeah. So, no, I'd, I, I wouldn't say that the OIC has done its job in completely eradicating fraud. Mm-hmm. But it, it can't, can it? It can only tackle so many things at a time. Well, it it doesn't make sense in the, in the in the current environment. You know, quite aside from the regulatory changes from the OIC portal, we are going into a recession, depression, whatever it is you want to call it. Inflation. There's you know reference to seven percent inflation. That w- takes people from being uh, uh, having a difficult income to being on the pot. You know, the pot and mm-hmm. the breadline and being in poverty that drives behaviors doesn't it that are that unfortunately they may not previously have been involved in this type of scenario but they are now and I get some of the discussions we've all had them around oh well if it's a three-month whiplash they'll only get 450 pounds I don't see any three-month whiplashes I never have well I haven't done for years um and it's only because I'm so old I can say I probably saw some of them but you know we in 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 our you know the last 24 months it's generally six to nine months nine to 12 months that's still a substantial figure that's still a lot of money if you can't afford to pay the heating well, to put a claim in for yeah and you've, you know you've got um bottom rung tariff as well that we didn't necessarily see previously mm-hmm. which as you say you know if you're struggling to put your heating on um, yeah and, and go and do your food shopping which with all the um with all the inflation that's coming through, there will be a significant part of people that fall into that. Well, if yeah. you know, if, would you have once claimed for a week's whiplash injury? You probably wouldn't. Um, will you now? Now that the numbers are set there in black and white for everybody to see what you are, you know, almost yeah. what you are entitled to, um, and you can pop it through this portal. Then why not? Yeah. So the old school scam, which was there's a government. A policy that allows you to claim actually yeah. becomes more real now, doesn't well, of it? Of course, it's, you know. it's got this kind of air of credibility around it, hasn't it? If you can point to yeah. a document, the government say that if this is you and this is what has happened, then you are entitled to X. Yeah. It's almost, um, you know, pushed it forward. And then if you take on top of that the, the kind of um, search engine spoofing and these paid ads that pop up when you're trying to contact your insurance company then you've almost taken claims farming and just you know spread it on mass at the at the earliest opportunity of entering into a claim you're trying to report this claim to your insurance company you've ended up with an accident management company um who may or may not be more inclined to give you advice on the personal injury and what you're what you're entitled to so again it's it's just growing yeah so if you're a you're a head of fraud or you're a claims director and you're looking into the next 12 months what things do we see coming down the line for organized fraud so we've as i said we've already seen the bikes moving um moving on the rise and the number of companies heading into that space we've we're waiting to see what's coming through in terms of the full data from the oic um and these completely contrived claims on the back of the data theft. But also, once they are in the OIC, obviously, we've mm. we've no behavioural committee for the OIC, which yeah. unfortunately is leaving you that grey space between sharp practice and fraudulent yeah. behaviour. Um, it's getting wider and wider when you've no you've nobody to report that to, you've nobody to pick that up, you've nobody to monitor those trends uh, from a regulatory perspective yeah. sat behind the scenes so 
I would we don't know what we're going to see with the medical reports coming through mm. when are they going to come through how quickly yeah. after the injury they're going to come through how how many additional injuries are we going to see yeah. um are they going to be different additional injuries or you know you, you'll remember when we started this we never had CBT we didn't have CBT. Know, yeah. Yes, we didn't I'm have old physiotherapy. enough to remember that. Yes, and then oh, CBT. Saw, everybody had it. Yeah, and at one point it was almost if you saw physiotherapy on a claim, you almost thought, "Oh God, should this really be in fraud?" <laughs> uh, and now we just we just don't think it's just it's just yeah. part of the claim. Yeah. So what you know what are we going to see once these start to land? Um, and they're the pieces that we really need to keep an eye on. Is it, you know, is it is it a mass? Is it, is it systematic? Is it with certain individuals? Is it with certain injuries? Are we yeah. going to see a rise in specific injuries? We're going to see tinnitus back on the scene. Um, it's all these unknowns that we're stuck on yeah. at the moment that we just cannot, you know, we cannot see where it's going until they start to pull through. Yeah, and it's interesting, the CMCs don't seem to have come on to the OIC very much yet. I think they no. think of something like 0.2% or something crazy like that, that they were saying was CMC. So where have they disappeared in the market? I mean, if you like me, I've been getting emails to say about housing disrepair and about police mishandling and all sorts. So it does look like they're looking at other options. But if the additional injuries um, legal case, if that goes against defendants, which it may or may not do, but it's in all likelihood it may, then does that put everything back in play? Because it doesn't take an awful lot to get above that magic 5k figure and get out of the portal again. No, it doesn't. Is that what the CMCs are waiting for? Or, you know, what's going on in the background? But the bit that I still can't get my head around, and <clears throat> I don't expect you to answer this, Sarah, because nobody can at the moment, but the general public don't really know about this portal. There's reference to about 6%, I think, of the general public know about yeah. it. Fraudsters, maybe you'd say they're more informed, the organised fraudsters, and they might know about it. But there's still money for nothing to be made if you do it yeah. properly. And you get an answer potentially within 30 days. So that's far faster than you did in the old world. The people who don't make money out of this are obviously the claimant solicitors, which makes you wonder why the numbers have dropped so much. Who, who was the driving force behind all these claims where, you know, but yeah. we also have to remember we have been in lockdown. It's seemed, I feel like we're never out of lockdown, but allegedly we're out of lockdown now and I'm allowed to have a life again. Um, but it, it seems that, you know, we're, we're back in that world. It will come back. The numbers will go up. So are we saying that there isn't enough money in this for fraudsters anymore? And I, I don't think anybody is saying that. And I don't think the evidence yeah. is pointing, pointing that way because it just doesn't. I think the numbers are low on the OIC, but are creeping up with every month that goes by. And with the traffic I see in the M62, it'll definitely continue to creep <laughs> up. Um, and the driving, the people seem to have lost the ability to drive in the last two years. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I think it's a time of change in our world and we have to be more open to different types of fraud and have far better detection tools that aren't based on just a postcode or just a it, we have to have more detail about that so the collection of data is critical I think over yeah. the next 12 to 24 months we always say that but I do think it's becoming more of a, a necessity to have that data and to assess it and to understand and have strategies to deal with what does that data mean what am I therefore going to do with it where am I going to get it to because like you say is it sharp practice is it behavioral change or is it just downright fraud a lot of it runs quite close to the wire on that. And whatever you call it or baggage it up kind of makes no difference. It's the same 
outcome that yeah. you want, isn't it? Um, so I do think it's interesting from that perspective around the changes that we see coming down the line. But at the end of the day, these same people, unless we've suddenly put them all in prison, are still on the street, still without money, probably even less money than they've ever had. Um, why would they not be still involved in this area of work? Well, they won't, you know, I hate to use the phrase, a leopard doesn't change its spots, but it doesn't. And all that's happened is we've added an extra layer of, um, you know, of, of pressure to these people to make money in this yeah. environment. And people have to make money. Yeah, I can't imagine that, you know, they're all suddenly doing a swift career change because of the <laughs> OIC. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the all you've done is limit you've you've limited the money that can be recovered in in a tiny area of yeah. of a road traffic accident. Yeah, you've limited the money that can be recovered for soft tissue injury. So it's a tiny rest, piece of it. Yeah, the rest is still <clears throat> all to play for. Your your vehicle damage, your credit hire, your rehabilitation costs, your yeah. additional injuries, um, you know your psychological injuries. Yeah, uh, uh, you've you've. Yes, we've limited the um, you know the amount recovered for that, and we've limited the costs yeah. where it resolves within that portal. But even within limiting those, you've added the ability almost to claim for a, you know what what was once a minor injury that you just didn't see, we just didn't get yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and like like we said, you know, it's there is now this figure that's banded around for those kind of injuries. Mm-hmm. So. And each one separated out. So stuff we stuck yeah. together and added a couple hundred quid on at most. They're now saying the injury to my knee is a minimum of 1750. And then the injury to my elbow is another minimum 1750. And there you go. Okay, my maths aren't great, but that's a lot more than the 450 yeah. pounds that's been banded around to say, you know, you've got to three and a half grand with two injuries. So that three and a half grand was kind of the acceptable norm and whiplash world. So it doesn't take an awful lot to get there. To get there. And the problem is we just aren't seeing the medical reports to say that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that, you know, it's still all speculation at this point as to what we Absolutely. are going to see when they land. But I have to say, even in the build up to the OIC, so before yeah. it was even in place, obviously we had a really, really, really long period of time where we knew it was coming, it, mm-hmm. it was being discussed, it was in the press, everybody knew what the intention of it was, what the definitions yeah. were intended to be. And in that lead up, despite the fact that we still, as far as I'm aware, drive on the same side of the road and sit in the same <laughs> seat and hold the same controls in the same vehicles, <laughs> I have never seen so many banged knees, twisted toes, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've, I've knocked a tooth out whilst I was drinking a can whilst I was driving. We weren't even supposed to be drinking whilst we were driving, to be fair, but yeah. um, I've never seen so yeah. many di- different injuries. Yeah. yeah, whereas you know take it back two years it was just the same yeah, same you, you didn't yeah. even need to read the report really yeah. you just yeah. needed to check the name because you knew exactly what it was going to say um yeah soft tissue injury to back neck and shoulder um, yeah. job done whereas now we've hips hips yeah. ankles toes knees elbows fingers yeah. bumped yeah. noses bumped faces yeah. so it i don't think that there will be this kind of striking change for the date that the OIC came in and onwards I don't think you're going to see that because we knew about them for so long that people had the time to start to change these things and weirdly for the first time in our lifetime 
people had the time to think about it as well they were yeah. uh, there was nothing to do that <laughs> we yeah. didn't have anything to do when we were in lockdown so we've we've known something's coming and here's some extra time here for you to take out to have a good think about it and see what you can come up with as to how you're going to get around this and how you're going to morph yeah. so no I, I don't see the OIC you know drawing this line and and just kicking out organised fraud altogether I, I just don't see how it can happen in fact, it looks to me like it's growing. That's where the, where the numbers are pointing to, really, isn't it? That it's actually well, going to be grow, an area of growth because they yeah. can get an answer quicker on it. Yeah. 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 Um, and it rightly should be an area of growth. You know, it should be more accessible to the public. That's, you know, one of the key things for the, the OIC should be an area, yeah. I mean, organised fraud, I think, is well, going to be an area I mean. of fraud. That's what I mean. So you're growing. It should, the portal should have grown the accessibility. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, with that. <laughs> comes the other side of it, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's all you do. You just give more access to more people. Yeah. Not everybody's a nice person, unfortunately. So if you were to focus... Yeah. If you were to focus on one thing for the next 12 months, so again, you're a fraud manager and you're thinking... There's one area I want I want us to focus on. I want us to get this right. What would it be? Do you know, I'm not sure that you can. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that you can because you need you need to track your data in the OIC. Yeah. For those medical, we, we need that data once it's coming through. What are we seeing? Yeah. Where are we seeing it? Who are we seeing it with? Um, but also you need to be tracking your claims outside of it. All these people that have thought, do you know what? That model's now a bit naff for me <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I'm just gonna call that quits I don't I'm not bothered about my 400 quid soft tissue that that isn't where I'm gonna make my money and it all it wasn't where I was making my money in the first place yeah they're all outside of it so the data on the MOJ is just as important you yeah. damage only claims are just as important but seeing you know trying to track these claims back what is what is behind them who is behind them yeah. and um what strategy are they adopting you can't you know it's quite difficult to get ahead of something if you don't know what's coming towards you. Um, if you're not capturing that data and you can't see it, it, your strategy isn't a strategy, is it? It's a hypothesis. It's all you. It's the best you're going to get. Yeah. Um, so for me, I don't think that you can necessarily point at one specific issue to target, but I think the data would be the place that I would start. Yeah and making sure that that's captured it's such a difficult period to be tracking data across so many different systems mm -hmm. and different routes into you mm -hmm. um but if you've got it that's where you're going to see it that's where you're going to get your ability to get your strategy out you know well before this is having a significant impact on you yeah yeah I, I agree with that so I suppose then in summary if I was to look at where we have been we've had all the usual fraud but we can see it transitioning into the vulnerable um, claimant with the motorbikes and the likes now yeah. we're going to see more now with the changes in the highway code I suppose is is, is that going mm -hmm. to affect things where they have priority over vehicles because just from normal everyday driving that's a change for us that I'm not sure everybody knows about but that's potentially still got a lot of cost um, elements attached to it so it'll still be a, a wanted claim if you can call it that but do we think all the organised fraudsters have gone away no we don't but what's key to all of this is data collection and making sure we're doing that analysis of our data and keeping on track of, uh, you know, a detailed uh, track of wh what the data is saying and where can it take us to. But we're not making ourselves redundant right now, are we, Sarah? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely, and that, you know, this is just motor as well. 
So we'll see the growth in the motor. We'll see the change in the motor. Um, but ultimately, the reforms may or will have pushed some out of motor. They're not going to suddenly disappear from fraud. Um, so where you know which departments have you seen your reserves suddenly start to spike in because that's where they've gone to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you.